0: Well, hey everybody, welcome to Blackhawk Church, worship where you are. We're really glad that we have a chance as a Blackhawk family to be able to gather together this way. We've been doing this for, man, close to a decade now, where we take the Sunday after Christmas to give our volunteers the opportunity to catch a little bit of a breather after the multiple days of Christmas services that we did this past week. So this gives everybody a chance just to be able to breathe a little bit. It's also a week where a lot of people are out of town and on vacation so you might be watching somewhere maybe tropical or uh, you might be at someone else from you know from your family at their house for break right now but regardless of where you are we wanted the chance just to still be able to gather together to be able to worship god together and that's what we get the chance to do right now you're going to hear a few different songs today from our worship team all of which actually have been uh, written by our blackhawk worship team And then on top of that, we're gonna hear a message from our spiritual formation pastor, Tiffany Malloy, who had a chance actually to speak to us last year. We think this is gonna be a fantastic message. And then next week, the first week of January, we're starting a brand new series called Under Construction. And I'm gonna get a chance later on to be able to tell you a little more about that. Uh, But for right now, let's go ahead and go to the band as we get a chance, wherever we are, to be able to worship together. We're glad you're joining us right now.
1: One, two, three, four. You're the God who covers every sin. The healer of our brokenness The keeper of your covenant We give praise
2: You're the God
1: who spoke a word to be
2: You're the one
1: who made the blind to see The author of eternity. we
3: give God praise for all he has done. Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 5 through 8. The word of the Lord reads, this is what Yahweh says, cursed is the person who trusts in mankind, who makes human flesh his strength, and his heart turns from the Lord. He will be like a juniper in the Arabah he cannot see when good comes but dwells in the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land where no one lives the person who trusts in Yahweh whose confidence indeed is the Lord is blessed he will be like a tree planted by water it sends its roots out toward a stream it doesn't fear when heat comes and its foliage remains green it will not worry in a year of drought or cease producing fruit thank god for his word
4: Keeps me green. If I am like a tree, it's planted by the stream. The drought will never.
5: Hey, Black Blackhawk Church, like Matt said, if I haven't met you yet, my name is Tiffany and I'm one of the pastors on staff. Uh, thanks for inviting me into your living room today as we virtually gather as a church worshiping wherever we are. Um, it was so great to see so many of you at one of our Christmas services last weekend. Man, I just love seeing everyone all dressed up, getting to sing Christmas music together and just celebrating the love of Jesus as a community. Y'all, now here we are. Today is New Year's Eve. We are at the end of 2023. I honestly can't believe it. Um, Okay, well, listen, you guys, I don't know about how this week has been for you, but for me, the week between Christmas and New Year's, it is hands down my absolute favorite week of the entire year. I don't know, maybe it's weird to have a favorite week, but at our house, maybe at yours too, it's just this week where we just get to take a breath. right? We're all tired. We just got done with one of the busiest months of the entire year. The year is drawing to a close. Y'all, we did our best. And so we're just giving ourselves a break for the remainder of the year. And so for me and my family, I like to call it our week of hibernation. So uh, Jake and the kids always have off school. So I ended up taking off work. Uh, some years we travel to see our families. Other years we stay home. But wherever we are, we do the same thing. We like to stay in our pajamas as long as possible. We do a lot of reading and catch up on all of our favorite shows. I usually start my new Lego set. And at some point during that week, our family has a really fun tradition of piling into the living room to look through old family photo books because every year I make just a simple little photo book for each of the kids, highlighting just different things that we did together as a family, different milestones they hit, maybe pictures of them and their friends hanging out, just as sort of a reminder of what the past year held. And so when it's time to look through all the photo books, each kid kind of grabs their stack, comes into the living room, and we spend an hour or so looking at them together. And actually, last year was funny, we ended up taking it to the next level. So Jake hooked up his phone to the TV, and y'all, we scrolled through 18 years of his Facebook feed, which I know totally dates us, but let me tell you, it was both awesome and cringy. I mean, as you can imagine, picture it, there was a lot of like, oh man, I totally forgot about that, that was so fun, and also, mom. I can't believe you took a picture of that and posted it and delete it now, right? Or mom, what were you wearing? Anyway, so eventually at some point during our trip down memory lane, the kids, you know, they lose interest, head back to their rooms. story time's over. But y'all, I love this time so much because there is just something about remembering all of the places we've lived, the communities we've been a part of, the friendships that have kind of ebbed and flow over time. Right, hearing the sweet little baby voices of our kids when they were little and watching them grow up over the years. And also there's something about being reminded of the stories and experiences that we've had that quite honestly, I would totally forgotten about. And while I absolutely love what this time does for our family, right? We get to build connections with one another, build some memories. What I think I value most about this tradition is that it really helps us to slow down and to remember where we've been and how God has been faithful to us. Because Jake and I, y'all, we have been through some things. We have moved around a ton for school, each time having to start all the way over and find community again. We've experienced financial unsteadiness at different times in our life. We've certainly had some parenting struggles, not to mention just kind of the normal grief and heartache that comes with being a human in a broken world. And in some of those most difficult times, I remember it being tough to see outside of our situation. But when we're sitting on the couch in 2023, looking back at the photo books and scrolling through the Facebook feeds, man, I I just see it differently. I can see how God provided a new friend in the midst of being in a new city, right? Not even realizing then how important that friend was going to be in my life down the road. Looking back, I see God's faithfulness in providing what our family needed when we needed it, even if that's not how I saw it then. I see how God has used the different experiences of our lives, both good and hard, to help form us and shape us in ways that really help us to see and care for others better than we could have otherwise. I've really learned that this idea of taking time to stop and to look back on our lives, remembering how God has worked, is such an important part of our life with God. It's actually one of the big tools that he uses to shape us and form us, both as individuals as well as a community together. And so I'm sure you won't be surprised when I tell you that this practice of remembering, it is found all over scripture. I mean, I think in the Old Testament alone, we see it used over 150 times. And actually the word remember, it's an interesting word. In Hebrew, the word is zakar, and it means to bring something to mind and then to allow that memory to affect the present. So when we see the word remember in the Old Testament, it's not just like a sentimental, I'll feel good feelings about things that happened in the past. No, no, no. Instead, it's an encouragement to allow what's happened in the past to move us to think or do something differently today. And so, like I said, we see examples of this all over the place, but one place in particular that stands out to me is in the book of Deuteronomy. So in case you need a refresher, Uh, In the book of Deuteronomy, the Israelites have just wandered around the desert for 40 years, and they're getting ready to step into the promised land. But before they do so, Moses has gathered them together for the ultimate pep talk. So up until this time, the Israelites had only known Moses as their leader, right? But things were changing. It was time for the next person to take leadership. But before the baton was passed and the next chapter began, Moses wanted to remind the Israelites of where they had been together as a community over these past 40 years. And so imagine it with me. Here we are, get there, gathered around Moses. And for most people in the crowd, their whole lives had been spent wandering in that desert because of the very thing that Moses was about to warn them against. The previous generation, their moms and dads, aunties and uncles, grandmas and grandpas, they collectively lacked trust in God's faithfulness. If you remember back in Numbers, as soon as the Israelites escaped from Pharaoh, they started doubting that God could and would bring them into the promised land. They'd forgotten who God was and what God promised. And so God decided, you know what? They're gonna wander in the desert until that generation passed away and the new one would take over. And so as the children of that forgetful generation was getting ready to step into the promised land, God tells Moses to gather them around for a family history lesson, to remind them about how God had been faithful to them. Because here's the thing, God knew where the Israelites were headed next, and in order to be prepared for what was ahead, they needed to remember what God had done to rescue and provide for them, and the covenant he had made with them that they would be his people and he would be their God. And so, Moses tells them the story. He tells of how they got where they are today and some of the ups and downs, how the Israelites turned away from God and how God showed his mercy again and again. He reminds them of how as their parents were fleeing Egyptian armies, God rescued them by parting the Red Sea, allowing them to pass through to safety on the other side. And then Moses says, y'all don't forget, you have seen it with your own eyes, how God has provided daily for you. You spent your childhood waking up to fresh manna on your lawn every day, and quail filling the skies every evening. Moses reminds them that they are God's people, that they are rescued, they are protected, They are cared for. They are provided for. It's who they are. And they are part of a much bigger story that started before they were born and would continue long after they were gone. And here's the thing. God knew that this speech, while it was a good one, it couldn't be a one and done kind of thing. It wasn't enough for Moses to share it once. God knew that they would need constant everyday reminders. And so he tells them, watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen Or let them fade from your hearts as long as you live teach them to your children and to their children after them remember because friends turns out we humans we are a forgetful people man we so easily forget i mean think about it how many times a day do i say to jake my husband right like hey later today can you remind me to grab the target order or call my mom or throw a load of laundry in right If you looked at my phone right now, you would see five alarms set for different things that I need reminding of every single day. And y'all, if this is how unforgetful I am about the small things, goodness knows it's easy for me to forget and lose sight of the big things. It's just who we are as humans. We are forgetful and God knows that. And so out of his care for us and his desire for us to be an active part of the bigger thing that he's up to in the world, God invites us to remember. So let me ask you, what are some of the ways that God has showed up in your life? When you think back and remember, maybe over the past year or I don't know, a decade or two, where have you seen God's faithfulness? Maybe it was his steady presence as you walked through a tough season. Or maybe it was a time when you were provided for exactly what you needed, when you needed it. One story that comes to mind for me in particular. Um, it was back when Jake and I we were living in Philadelphia. Uh, he had just finished his master's degree and was staying at home with our four kids while applying to PhD programs. And I was working outside the home at a nearby university. And as Jake was applying for these different programs, I honestly remember just feeling anxious about the thought of moving. So two of the programs Jake was applying to were on the East Coast, one of them in the city that we were in, so it wouldn't require us to move. And the other one was here in Madison. And you guys, the idea of moving our family again, it just felt like too much. I mean, in our 12 years of marriage, we had already lived in four different cities, each requiring a complete start over. And here we are. We had four kids under the age of six. We had just started feeling settled after living in Philly for a year and a half. So I was tired. Jake was tired. But much to my chagrin, as the acceptance letters started rolling in, it quickly became obvious that we'd be moving to Madison. And at the time, I had never been to Madison, never been to Wisconsin. And I was just feeling like, Lord, I don't want to go. I don't want to start over again. But over the next couple of months, as God does, he began to take care of some of the things I was worried about. Um, one of the big things I had been anxious about was figuring out where we were going to live. Um, But I remember one time my kids were napping, I was scrolling through Craigslist and I stumbled across like this new set of beautiful, super affordable apartments right near the university that actually had had enough rooms to fit all six of us. And because of the location, this was a bonus, We wouldn't need to buy a second vehicle, both of which were causing me a lot of stress to think about at the time. Um, I'd also been nervous about starting over, right? And finding new community. But one of my colleagues, when learning that we were moving, she immediately connected me with two of her old students who lives in Madison. So we started emailing back and forth and they were just so great. And even just knowing that there would be two people that would be in this new city that I could turn to, it just really felt like a huge relief to me. But finally, I had been worried about stepping away from my work and figuring out how to use my gifts in this new city, that was really important to me. But one day, Again, this is crazy. A guy named Joe, who he was the chaplain on the campus that I was working at, he just kind of randomly stopped by. I hadn't seen him for a while, um, just wanted to know how I was doing. And so I shared with him, you know, the news that we'd be moving later that summer and also just some of the things I was worried about. And y'all, his kindness was incredible. I just remember him like pulling up a chair, sitting down, and beginning to share about some of his visits to Madison. He had some friends here, he knew a little bit about the Christian community here. So he was telling me about that. Uh, He told me some stories of times when he had been in similar situations and how God had just provided opportunities for him to serve and use his gifts. And, um, you know, as he left my office that day, he just felt truly excited for both Jake and I and fully confident that God was going to provide everything that we needed. Looking back, that was actually the final thing that God used to give me vision and honestly a willingness to move to Madison. I remember just coming home from work that day and looking at Jake and saying, all right, let's do this. So it was during a season where I felt like I didn't have the strength to start over again that God slowly but surely faithfully provided what we needed and who we needed to walk in obedience to what God had for our family. You know, I think the thing about stories of God's faithfulness that they never get old right no matter how big or how small when we see god show up in our lives and others lives it fuels our faith these stories they remind us of god's goodness that he sees us so that we're not alone and that we're his and these stories of god's faithfulness y'all they are not made to stay quiet these stories are meant to be shared because sometimes right when we can't see God's faithfulness in our own lives hearing other stories of God's faithfulness can be a stand-in and that's exactly what happened to me the story and the story that I shared right joe's story of God's faithfulness in his life fueled my heart to trust God in the face of the unknown telling these stories are important because they give us hope they remind us of God's presence in our lives his compassion his love for us when we remember who God is and who we are, it gives us the strength we need to endure hard things and helps us to get, just let me feel like a little bit over the edge of our own lives to see a bigger picture of who God is and what he's up to in the world. And so as we stand here right at the edge of 2023, about to step into a new year and a new season, I can't help but think about the ways that God has moved right here in our community here at Black Oak over this past year. You know, I think about those of you who have had exciting things happening in your life and it's been so fun to celebrate with you, right? Graduations and new jobs, marriages and babies, retirement and just new friendships that you began. For some of you, you are just starting your faith journey and you're new to our community and gosh, guys, it has been so fun getting to know you. I also think about those of you who have walked through hard things this year, separation and divorce, the loss of loved ones, another year of walking with chronic pain. And in the midst of those things, you all have been able to share stories of how God has showed himself to be present with you in both small and big ways. It's been such an encouragement to me. And for some of you, you're listening to me right now, and you are in the middle of a dark time. When you look back over this past year, you're not seeing God's hand or his faithfulness, not yet at least. And if that's you, it's okay. You don't have to pretend. Instead, you can listen to our stories because here at Blackhawk, we have all sorts of stories. We're all in different places. And so when one of us is feeling forgetful, someone else can help us to remember. You know, I think one of the best things about being a church together is that we get to be a community that encourages one another with our stories. We do this on sundays as we sing of god's faithfulness to each other and listen to sermons and as we're catching up with one another in the atrium we do this in community groups each week right gathered in small circles in each other's homes we share stories in text messages and around dinner tables all over the place but you know another place that we share stories together as a community baptism night and you guys ooh, this is the place that some of the best stories are shared if you haven't been to a baptism night Um, a little bit about them. We have them a few times a year and it's where people who have decided to put their faith in Jesus make their faith public by getting baptized. And so as a part of that process, each person getting baptized is asked to either write or record just a little bit of their faith story. And then they invite their friends and their family and our church community and we join in celebrating what God's been up to in their lives. For me, these nights are ones that I will not miss simply because of the encouragement that I get from hearing how God's working in our community. Y'all, because my heart needs stories of hope and of grace and of encouragement. So on those evenings, as we sit and listen to the stories of those in our community, I like to imagine that we're like the Israelites, right? Like gathered around being reminded of how God has been at work. Changing lives, transforming relationships, healing places of hurt, rescuing people from despair, right? Giving people new vision and purpose for their lives. It's so exciting. And so, in case today your heart could use a reminder of God's faithfulness, here are a few baptism stories from this past year or two that I want to share with you. So, Black Hawk, would you gather in? Let's listen together. My name is Junie Kearse. Um, How I first got Christ in my life was in fifth grade. I had my trust betrayed.
4: Um, My friends told um, a rumor that I was telling them
5: in confidence and they spread it. And soon my stress level became almost too much for me. I had thoughts about overdose and one night I was actually thinking about putting the plan in action. That night, for some reason I stopped. And for the first time in a long time I let go and I told my parents everything. And I got help, I got medicine, I went to therapy, and I'm a lot better. But for some reason I felt like God had stopped me and for that reason I'm still here today and I am eternally
6: grateful. Hello everyone, I'm Jing Ying. Uh, I'm from China. The story between God and me started in 2013. At that time I was an exchange student in Kansas. My roommate, Mandy, took me to church every Sunday. I pretty enjoyed it. You know, chill music, free college student lunch. I thought it was a good opportunity to experience American culture. And before I went back to China, my host family, Andy and Marcia, sent me a bilingual Bible. I thought the story between God and me would go to an end after I go back to China. One year later, I came back to US for my master and PhD program. I didn't consider too much about the relationship with God. One day there was an idea pumping into my mind. Let's read the Bible. Then I connected with the Black Hawk Church. After one year learning and consistently thinking about the word from God, I chose to be baptized. God I realized the story between God and me never goes to an end.
7: My name is Kelly, and uh, this is my story. I woke up one morning, and I was feeling lost. At some point, you know, I, I realized, you know, okay, I, I'll either go to a bar and drink, or, or I'll do something different. And so instead of doing that, I went to an AA meeting. And I sat in a chair and the first thing I remember, people began to share and it came time for me to share. Just a flood of emotion came over me and I just started crying. All those years of, of feeling worthless and just feeling terrible and being alone just came back to me and I just started crying and I couldn't stop. On Sunday, I brought myself to church. It was why I black hockey pitcher and then at the end of the service, Pastor Daniel invited people, new people, to come up and meet him. And I went up, and uh, as as I went to take, to shake Daniel's hand, uh, I just broke down and started crying. And I just cried and cried and cried. And it felt good. He said a prayer, and I left. And when I left, and I walked out that door and I looked up and I said, oh my God, I, I'm all yours. You 2 I'm ra- I, I've fu- You have found me, I've found you.
2: I'm never going by. And my life has never been the same. As so my name's Andy, and um, I'm currently working at the UW Hospital right now. And um, so when I first came here, I was a Christian. My family uh, were Buddhist, and and I was very against like, any kind of religion. Basically, my friend uh, freshman year, uh, who was like living across from me, um, brought me to this Christian bonfire, and I was just super surprised and like uh, shocked at how welcoming that all the people are to me. It was just like gradually I just like fit into their community and they started going to church, and then in one of the retreat. Um, I just like sit that I accept God at the moment. Yeah, and I was definitely living a really good life definitely freshman year. Yeah, but then COVID hit and then there's a lot of bad things happen like um, just like lifestyle wise and then I have some like um, argument with my roommate. I just started losing faith in like Christianity and stuff. But then um, it just, I still have a lot of good friends just keep reminding me how, how good that God is. And they just keep um, bringing me back to um, the church and the community. You just know that you cannot really experience like hope and true on your own life. And it's like you became uh, more reliant on God and just like your faith. you, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Christ. Waits to walk a new life.
5: Wow, you guys, aren't those stories incredible? Hearing these stories of God's faithfulness never gets old. And so, what about you? What's your story? If I were to ask you about a time when God showed up in a significant way in your life this year, Over the past few years, what story would you share with me? And while I would absolutely love to hear each one of your guys' stories, that's probably not really going to be possible. But here's what we could do. What if you shared one story of God's faithfulness in your life with someone this week? Maybe with a neighbor or a family member or a friend. You could invite somebody out for coffee or maybe just even just send a text. Because here's the thing, y'all, our stories, they are not meant to stay quiet. They are meant to be shared. And so as we step into a new year, let us remember God's faithfulness to us, both as individuals as well as a community. And so let me pray for us. So God, I thank you for our church. I thank you for Blackhawk, Lord. I thank you for the ways that you have showed up in our lives, both as individuals, as well as a community together. And God, as we step into 2023, Lord, I pray that you would remind us of how you've been faithful in our lives. Lord, would you help us to see where you've been at work? And God, would those stories of encouragement, would they would they fuel our faith? Would they help us to endure through hard things? God, would you use the stories that are right here in our midst. Lord, would you use them to encourage us as a community? So Father, we love you. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your love. we thankful for your protection and your care. Lord, you are our God and we are your people. And so Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: dwelling place is lovely Lord then how much more that you would dwell among us and within us in a people called your own if your dwelling place is lovely Lord then come and pour your spirit out among us and within us Place your home. And if your dwelling place is lovely, Lord, then how much more that you would dwell among And within us, in a people called your own, if your dwelling place is lovely, Lord, then come and pour your spirit. King, I'll uh, sing for the same. Sit in the shower. In the shower.
0: Hey, well, don't forget next week, January 7th, we will be back live at all of our sites and all of our venues for regular services. And we look forward to seeing you at those as we start this brand new series I mentioned earlier, uh, a new series that we're doing called Under Construction, Rebuilding a Lasting Faith. Look, when it comes to the faith that we have for so many people, the process of navigating things like doubts, or dismantling or deconstructing faith in various ways is is something that we may have gone through, or, well, we're likely going to experience it at some point to some level. And if it's not us, it's very possibly going to be someone that we love that's going through that journey. So as a church, we're going to move right towards that reality. We're going to wrestle with doubt, with suffering, with the reliability of the Bible and all kinds of subjects like this, and to see it as an invitation from Jesus to rebuild a faith that can last through all the ups and downs that come with life. And so we hope to see you January 7th, as again, we're back together at all locations, as well as continuing to be here online to begin that new series, Under Construction. And thanks again so much for being with us. It's been great having a chance to be able to worship together. Hey, Happy New Year. We hope that whatever it is that you're going to be doing tonight with your family, that it'll be a time where you can just once again enjoy being together with people who you know and love and potentially even being in some conversation on where have you seen the faithfulness of God over this past year? We look forward to seeing you together soon. Let me close this with a benediction. And so may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, that we might overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. All God's people together said, amen.